Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. Coach, happy holidays to you. How are you? Doing great. Love this time of year. We do too. Tell you what, I'm excited about Festivus just as much as the next guy is. Um, there's other things going on too, I guess. <laughs> so we'll get in the NFL in a little bit. Rebecca called to rake you over the coals, but I know you won't uh, back down from that. It's okay. All right, let's talk about some of these guys that are going to play for Arkansas. We know who will not be there. Remember in uh, Hoosiers when they're like, we want Jimmy. He's like, this is our team. And basically he's like, <laughs> we're going to celebrate who's here, not who isn't. So let's talk about who is here. And there are a lot of familiar names there. You know, you got a couple of really good running backs. You got a few pieces. Thank God uh, Dalton Wagner stuck around. He's going to play in this last game. And Luke. Luke and Luke. Yep. 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 And Bo Limmer's going to start at center. But I, the guy that stood out to me today when I was looking through the list, I'd forgotten all about Matt Landers, a guy who's definitely had some great moments, but sort of got lost in the shuffle with a couple of the other receivers. Um, you know, and we all think Satania's got all kinds of upside. And I've heard some good things about the young guys at practice. So hopefully they can come out and show out. And then defensively, I mean, obviously you lose a couple key guys in the middle. We're excited about Poupal, and you know, the back end you got guys that are at least played some. And then there's actually pretty good depth. Maybe no stars on the defensive line, really. But you got a lot of guys who have played a lot of snaps. Cam Ball has a chance to be a star. They they like him a lot. He's a young guy that's just really played a lot this season. And every time he's played, he's produced. Okay. And sometimes that's where these young guys have just been sitting over there waiting yeah. for their chance. Like, give me one chance where I know I'm going to play a lot, and they really take advantage of it. And and they pop up and they start that stardom into next year, so to speak. I think that could happen this week, too. Or whenever we play. Next week, yeah. One week from today, actually. Yeah. Oh, right? well. And Nico. I want to see Nico get that opportunity to play yeah, a lot of snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's He's got one of those motors and the size to be an SEC lineman. So the, I, I think cool you name. nailed it, Nico. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Oh, this is an oppor- opportunity to see some younger guys to see what they can do, and it's a chance to get excited about the future. Yeah. I, I'm anxious to see how I'm anxious to see how we call the game on offense with the receivers, you know, all mm-hmm. being gone and young guys there and, and certain pieces coming back and most of our O-line coming back. I'm anxious to see if we – just try to run it. You know, are we trying to win the game? Are we trying to really play the game to win, but let these guys really have their chance to play in our system and see what they can do? You know, I was thinking about Baylor, right? Baylor's got a tough matchup with Air Force, but you got a lot of time to prepare for the triple option and all the things they do. You lose your defensive coordinator, but your head coach is a defensive guy. Who's going to call the defense for Arkansas, and what's their approach going to be? That's what I'm curious about. You know, that's going to be interesting. And, and uh, I chit-chatted just – a little bit with Coach Odom, uh, and I uh, didn't get around to ask him that. I kind of wanted to, like, who do you think's going to call it over there? But I, I didn't get into all that. But but uh, it'll be somebody, and the, they're either going to do one of two things: either either we're going to tell you know we're, uh, Pittman's going to tell them to stay real conservative, just don't get beat, bend but don't break, play back, too high safety, quarters coverage, or it's going to be – he's not going to say anything, and somebody's going to be super aggressive trying to make their name mm-hmm. for either the Razorbacks or something coming up. 
I'm pretty sure Michael Scherer is calling the plays, you the linebacker so? coach. I'm pretty what? sure Coach what Pittman has a pl- – It's what? I, that's what I just typed in there. Oh. I wasn't exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure. Coach Pittman, I'm pretty sure from what I've heard, everything that the indication I've got is he's going to be very hands-on on just about everything right now. So I'm guessing he's got. A, he's probably trying to get his hands in the mix. And whatever plan he thinks is best, he's going to definitely influence – the defense on that yeah I, I would guess they definitely you know i would guess we're going to play it kind of conservative on both sides if i had to guess hmm. the reason being seven and six and six and seven that's a big difference and so they're trying to win this game not put those young guys i want them to sh- see what the young guys can do because that goes into next year because nobody cares if we're six and seven or seven and six i mean reality except the coaches and the, and the players but i want them i want to see what those guys can do but I think the coaches probably worry too much about what they can't do. When you look at Kansas and their run defense this year, it's one of the worst in the country. Yeah. Uh, so to me, it makes it pretty simple. You, you've got KJ. You've got your offensive line minus the center intact. Yeah. You've got the the stable of running backs. To me, you, you better sh- you know line up and run the ball. I know. And again, though, I want to see some of these receivers. I mean, well, I, wanna, I mean, you can't run it, run it, run it, and then play action pass with Matt Landers or Isaiah Satania. I know, and, but you don't really get a chance to see what they can do a lot off a of play action pass if you throw it 18 times a game because each guy's going to get two balls thrown his way. And play action changes the way. You know, I want to see them in a two-minute drill, see how they run their routes on their own when the defense doesn't know they're doing it not looking in the backfield. That's when you can tell how good a receiver is. But we're probably not going to do that. <laughs> I, I mean, agree. I, 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 do. I think it is, but I, it's I, a no-brainer. They're I'd just like going to line up and run it. I hope we get in at least one two-minute drill, to, like at, at halftime or yeah. something like that. I want to see how those guys do. I hope they're not having to be in a two-minute drill at the end of the game. That would be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. But as long as they win, I don't really care. I think they. I think they might be though. Yeah. What do you expect? I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really tight game. I really do. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of points were supposedly expected, you know, by Vegas and all that, but which sometimes means a wide game. But uh, but I think it's going to be a really tight game, and I think Kansas, you know, a lot of times if you see a team that starts off really hot, Kansas started off, what, 5-0? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, game day was there and all that. Then they went into their Kansas lull. Um, but they've had some time off. I think this game means a ton to those guys. I mean a ton. Their first time to be in a bowl in a while and do all this kind of stuff or – have a chance to win and beat a team like Arkansas. I just think their motivation's probably a little higher than Arkansas's is mm-hmm. from from the outside in. I'm not saying our kids aren't motivated. I'm saying from the outside in, their kids have a little more motivation. And when you just play hard, it covers up a lot of talent problems and a lot of mistakes. So I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think Arkansas is going to have their hands full. But just getting the new guys in to me, just it, my gut feeling is because they're going to have that excited mentality. Don't you think that helps, helps in some ways? Oh, absolutely, it helps. From from that point of view, it certainly helps. Uh, what what? And I think for the guys like Luke Jones that are coming back, and he knows it's his last game. That's a leave it all on the field because this is my last Razorback game. I think that all helps. So, in in, in summary, I think at the end this is going to be a pretty cool game because both teams. You know, you watch some bowl games. It doesn't look like everybody's trying really hard. You mean Florida? Yeah, we watched. <laughs> you know, you, you, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, it's like an NBA game, the twenty eighth game of the season. Right. They still got you know, yeah. you know, forty some fifty something games left, fifty four games left. So, I think that I think you're going to see both teams giving it their all. You know, and, and and as long as they're playing hard, we can watch that. That that was a mess the other night. That right. game that was a mess to watch. And you're like, what? I mean, come on, guys, don't even show up. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. just they didn't bow out pretty much. Well, yeah. Um, too bad. I think it's shut out. It would have really been complete, but it was that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you are picking what? Because we're not going to have you on next week because we'll be off the air by. Uh... Oh no, I guess we're. We do have you one more yeah. time. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Don't don't give us your pick yet. Hold that. 
Uh, let's go to the NFL. Next and, Wednesday's uh, game day. Right. Yeah. But we're on till but he'll be here. We're on till 1230. 1230. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the NFL, it was one of the wildest. I mean, that's a cliche, but it was one of the wildest weekends I've ever seen. With the comeback from the Vikings, the crazy play for the Patriots. Um, there was a couple other things that were kind of weird that happened. But the Cowboys, the, the Jags come back. The Jags come back down. They were up seventeen nothing. Twenty seven ten. Seventeen. Yeah, Cowboys were. Uh, that was a while. That was. I, I love the NFL, so I don't want to bore people. I mean, but like I was in heaven. Like it was the greatest thing ever. Starting with the Vikings one, which I thought was going to kick off Saturday. And it's 33 to nothing at halftime. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, so even I get up and think, okay, I guess I need to go do something out in the yard or something. I mean, make myself, you know. That is such a guy move. I know. I know. And then I'm like, nah, Kevin, you love the NFL. Go watch it and just see if, because I got a buddy that, that hates Kirk Cousins. He's going to give me all kinds of heck. And I'm like, well, I, gotta, I need to find some pos- positives I can argue with. Start watching and you're like, okay, they scored pretty quick. They might be able to at least make it a close game. So then, uh, uh, as I watched, and then you go into the next game, and the next game you're like, God, this gets a chance to be a really cool NFL weekend. And it couldn't have been any better, unless you're a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. But if you're just a fan of wanting to watch comebacks and tight games, it was a horrible for me because my two favorite teams are the Cowboys and the Patriots. And the Cowboys give up a 17-point lead, which is terrible. It's just not done. And the Patriots lose on a play that nobody's ever seen before when you're tied up at the end of a game and you ran three straight times going for overtime. But all in all, it was it was it was awesome. Uh, I don't know how the Vikings keep winning because, according to the numbers, they're just not that good. And nobody keeps giving them any respect. You know, mm-hmm. they're 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 at home dogs sometimes, and they're like eleven and two. And you're like, how's that going on? But it's cool. Which team do you think has a better chance? I heard the guys talking about this late night last night. Who has a better chance to make the playoffs? They were talking about Detroit, Green Bay. They're not eliminated yet. Um, and I was looking at their schedules today as I was getting ready for the podcast. There were a couple other teams that were in the mix. Oh, and then like you got Giants, the AFC Giants, Washington, Washington, AFC South still wide open. The NFC South's a complete mess, but the Titan or the that is uh, a mess. The Buccaneers still are the foregone conclusion to get there. That's a mess. It, it, the, the, the Lions are the Lions not fun to watch. I mean, are y'all no, yeah. watching them? Yeah, I love watching I the too. Lions. They're thirty first in total defense, and they are like top five in offense. They, yeah, they've gone over like ninety percent of the time this year. And and whoever the coaching staff is on 80. the offensive side of the ball, give them a raise. They have Jared Goff, who Sean McVay couldn't even turn in. I mean, you know, he got him to the Super Bowl, Bowl that well when he had freak show. You know, he had a lot of talent around him. Before Jared, before this year, name some dudes on the on the on the Lions team that you mm. want on your team. Yeah, no, running backs, receivers. Now, now everybody knows who some of them are. You right. know, and then they trade their best tight end. Hawkinson's a good ball player. They traded him away, and I'm like, ah, oh, they're throwing in the towel. They're not throwing in the towel. They're exciting to watch. They're fun to watch. They don't think that they can. Uh, they think they can come back in any game. I mean, they almost beat the Bills. That's the only game that they've lost yeah. in their last seven games yeah. is the Bills game, and and that was a tight one, no. you know, 28-25 or whatever it was. So they're exciting to watch, and that makes the NFL fun. Uh, everybody, I think, is holding out hope that the Lions make the playoffs. And when's the last <laughs> time you could say, not only will they make the playoffs, maybe, but I hope the Lions make because you've never even wanted to watch them before. Let's say Barry Sanders. They have a very manageable. They have a manageable schedule down the stretch. They go to the Panthers. They get the Bears at home, and they are at Green Bay. They are plus one twenty seven to make the playoffs at Oakland right now, and minus one fifty five not. I could see them winning all three, but because I think the the Packers will lose to Miami, and that's then they can throw in the towel. Then Aaron Love can play. Mm -hmm. Then they could the Detroit could go. Yeah, yeah, then then Jordan. 
they could go to Green Bay and win that game. The Packers have the Dolphins on the road, then the Vikings at home, and then the Lions at home. So not an easy path for them. Not an easy path at all. It, it, I hope it comes down to the last game where the Lions are at Green Bay. Yeah. And it's Aaron Rodgers and his, you know, either staying in or that's it for him. Might be. The other interesting one in the South, and West made a great point yesterday, and I've heard more people talking about Jacksonville, although I don't like Jacksonville a lot this week. It's a pick game at New York. New Love York's a top five. You do? Love them as long as Zach Wilson's playing quarterback for the Jets. I know what you're saying, but... He's a he's a fire hydrant. He's terrible. It is gonna rain. It's gonna rain. He's one of those you turn the little nut on the side and you have no idea which way it's gonna go. It's is it coming out the top. <laughs> it's squirting out the side. He's it's gonna be fifty something degrees. So the, it's not gonna be that cold, but it's gonna rain this weekend. It's not gonna be that cold up there. Now in the fifties. That's weird. In New York, it is weird. That's great for the Jags. Yeah, it is. But okay, so the but the Jets defense is elite. Yeah, they're elite, but it doesn't matter if your quarterback's giving it to the other team or can't hit the broad side of a barn. Everybody's like, look at that pass he made to get him that last second field goal. And I tweeted out the video of the pass before that when the guy was wide open and would have been down on about the 15-yard line. And he just flat out missed Missed the dude. Dude's open by five yards. He just flat out missed him. That's what you get with Zach Wilson. He's the third least accurate quarterback in the NFL. My guess is the Titans are going to be 8-8 and when they get to the game with Jacksonville. And Jacksonville will also be – they're going to be – if they win this week, they're going to win at Houston. That will put them at 8-8. and So if you get two 8-8 and teams going for all the marbles to win the division and make the playoffs, would be awfully fun – in Jacksonville for the final game of the year. Yeah, and that, that's what that's we're just pulling for good things. With a 17 game season, sometimes in a 16 game, you look up and half the games don't matter at all, right. right? And a 17 game season, the likelihood of that's even more so. So we've got some great finishes shaping up in Jacksonville and Tennessee. Tennessee is is my Jekyll and Hyde team. They they play really hard for Vrabel, and he does a great job in some games. And some games they go out there and just lay an absolute egg. But we know that it's offensively. Defensively, their guys do good. They're fundamental. I love their scheme. But offensively, from one game to the next, Tannehill looks like he can play, looks like he can't play. And then even, even uh, you know, the running game, everybody thinks of, of him just being able to line up and run over Buddy. But, you know, every other game now, he look up, he's got 2.9 yards of carry, and he's ran 35 times for 62 yards. And you're like, golly. He's had 100 the last couple of weeks, and he's going against Houston this week. So if he's going to pile up the yards, you better get him this week. Yeah, and I hope he does, and they get him out and keep him fresh for the end of the year. Houston's playing a lot better. I saw that with the Cowboys. Are, we yeah. saw it last week with Kansas City. Um, their defense, their run defense, which was horrendous. It was the worst in the league for yeah. most of the year. The Cowboys had a hard time running against them. They did not open up the the running game like I expected. And, you know, is that when they play somebody close? Because they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but like the Cowboys, like them. I mean, is it because that team walks in there and takes them that lightly? Back-to-back weeks, though. I mean, I don't I know. know if, again, maybe Kansas City did the same, but that is pretty unique. I think I, you take Kansas City to overtime. Mm-hmm. I mean. I think it maybe, you know, they – their season was lost for weeks and weeks and right. weeks. And then here come the Cowboys. And that gets everybody motivated, a right. little excited. And you played well. Yeah. And so you have a good week of practice because, and you got the Chiefs coming in. So let's do it again. I do wonder about this week. Yeah. Because you've given two point. good yeah, efforts in a row. You've and lost. The, and now. you didn't win. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. And now you get the Titans. And so I could see them regressing. Derrick Henry for 260 this week. Let's go. I need I mean, him. could. I need him bad. I also need uh, Jacobs to slow down in LA, or Vegas, too. So, I mean, John here's got a question for Coach Kelly. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Hey, Coach. Um, listen, I, I heard you describing the uh, possibility of a close game, you know, at the bowl game there with Arkansas. I 
kind of have a gut feeling that we're going to lose this one just based off of all the all the things that have happened recently, you know, with the change. And I know a loss is a loss, right? Uh, but there is there is a difference between a good loss and a bad loss. There's a difference between laying down and taking some positives out of a loss. If, if we do lose this game, right, what are you going to be looking for in terms of things that we can take away to build off of on next year and, and not having Razorback Nation completely go into a panic? Well, that's a, good, that's a great question, and I think you could be right in it. And I, I hope if the reason we lose, it's because we played an aggressive style and give, our, like I said earlier, and give the guys a chance to play. And then on the back end of it, I think the one thing that they probably offensively are looking to do is everybody's talked about the red zone all year long. We've not been good in the red zone. We moved the ball, we moved the ball, we haven't been good in the red zone. Well, when you've got a long break, and that's what's been playing on your mind, because you know the coaches are hearing it, whether they say they read it or hear, they hear. I promise you, people are or taking photo shots of their phones and sending it to them where they can't not see it, then what I'd like to take away, good or bad, is if they don't fix something in the red zone this game and we get down there, then I worry about that going into next year. But if we look good in the red zone this week, and we should because Kansas is not good running the ball. They're either going to have to stack the box, we can play action it, or we could just run over them. If we look good in the red zone, I'd take that away as a positive, even if we lose. If we look bad in the red zone and lose, then I'm I'm, I'm not feeling good going out of there because you guys had a month to fix that. John, we got to run. Thanks for the call. Pittman did address that too in his press conference. Said, you know, this is some of the areas where we we could we we were bad. This is why yeah. we were six and six. He mentioned the failure in the red zone. I know, and I saw that. And him mentioning it means they have been focusing on it. So if you've been working on it and you talk about it as one of your things for the year, yeah, and you don't do good after you had a month off. That's a good point. You know, then you guys problems.